If you're pregnant, you and your baby could get seriously ill if you're not vaccinated against COVID-19 and flu. You can have both jabs at the same time and at any stage of your pregnancy. They'll protect you both now and for the first few months after your child is born. Don't delay. Double your defences. Get vaccinated. Get protected. Go to nhs.uk to find out more. This is Our People Podcast, telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Our People Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Newhouse, and I'm a PR and social media assistant here at the Trust. On this week's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking to Workstream Lead for the Path to Excellence, Claire Skyve. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Claire. Hi, Harry, and everyone listening. So, Claire, uh, could you tell us a bit about your role as Workstream Lead for the Path to Excellence programme? And for those listening who may not have heard about it, could you explain what the Path to Excellence programme is? Yes, so the Path to Excellence programme is a major strategic change programme across South Tyneside and Sunderland hospitals, reviewing and redesigning our services to ensure they are suitable in the longer term. We are currently in phase two of the programme, looking at transformation of trauma and orthopaedics and general surgery services. As a workstream lead, my role and responsibility is to support the clinical teams in the wider programme in preparation for the expected phase two public consultation and then work towards final decision making. I work with the clinical teams on the completion of outstanding service design elements within the phase two working ideas, finalisation of workforce and capacity and demand modelling for phase two services, of which we have been refreshing and updating the modelling, and supporting the um, Path to Excellence programme manager in the completion of the pre-consultation business case. Brilliant. And uh, last week we spoke to Claire Campbell, who is a care coordinator for the Northern Neonatal Network. Uh, she described what the network is and the amazing work her and her team are doing. Um, you have first-hand experience with the Northern Neonatal Network. Uh, could you tell us as much as you're comfortable with about your story? Yes, so I was an emergency clinical practitioner working out with our ED and urgent care centres and unfortunately contracted COVID right at the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020. At the time, I was pregnant with our long-awaited IVF baby and was gravely unwell with a bilateral COVID-19 pneumonia, which resulted in my son, Jack, being born at 34 weeks gestation via an emergency C-section. I then suffered with acute respiratory distress syndrome and we both required intensive care support. We as a family cannot thank every member of STSFT and my hashtag ED family for all of the care that was provided to us as a family, including my husband, who was self-isolating at home as he also had COVID. Your care, support and camaraderie in such unprecedented times was truly exceptional and of which I will never forget, so thank you. As you can probably appreciate, after such a traumatic experience, I have required a lot of support from the Trust's Post-COVID Assessment and Management Service, or PCAMS, the Perinatal Mental Health Services and Leo's Charity Trust. Despite all of this, I became a member of the Northern Neonatal Network's Parent Advisory Group to be a voice for parent experiences in driving positive change for the future. Uh, How are you and your son now? Yes, so we are both um, doing well. Um, We're both here and alive to tell the tale. Um, We both have our own whole host of issues between us. Um, 
me with long COVID and uh, PTSD. Jack's got some, you know, sensory issues um, and um, some breathing and eating problems. Um, but yes, we're, we're both here. And before you contracted COVID, yes. um, you were a clinical staff? Yes, emergency uh, ECP, so a, a nurse practitioner in ED. Your job must have uh, changed dramatically. Yes. Um, in terms of function and what I'm able to do, um, I've been able to function within this Workstream lead position um, since I commenced it. It was a secondment in me last year. Um, but unfortunately, I have not been well enough to return back to my substantive course in ED. Do you currently enjoy uh, the change in job? Or? Yes, it's been a massive, massive learning curve, but one of which I would have never have experienced had this had not happened to us. When you went into the Northern Neonatal Network, uh, just how good were the staff there and how much did they help in? Yeah, so the care, the care coordinators are who are liaised with the most from the network. Um, there's, there's three care coordinators, Claire Campbell, um, Sue Thompson and um, Ailey Hodgson, um, all three of which are absolutely fabulous and supportive and all lead on their own different projects. Um, so I've been liaising quite closely with, with all three um, about different projects and, and service improvements um, that can be made to help the staff and help the babies and families in their care. And um, having gone through such an experience, uh, has that motivated you into getting more involved? Because uh, you spoke earlier um, that you're vice chair of the parent advisory group uh, at the Neo Northern Neonatal uh, Network as well, um, as well as a professional nurse advocate for the trust. Yeah. Um, has that mo really motivated you to do that? Absolutely. Um, I almost have a dual outlook now and have a vested interest, both personally and professionally, in ensuring our staff can be the best they can be in looking after themselves, colleagues and the patients and families they care for. One of the things that would have massively helped me um, would have been a neonatal reflection service of Jack's journey through neonates, um, which was not available at the time. You see, he was alone for, for two weeks um, whilst he was on our neonatal and intensive care unit with only the staff for care and comfort. Um, so I feel very passionately about implementing a neonatal reflection service to help future families. So with the help of the care coordinators I previously mentioned and the parent advisory group, um, we've truly done some remarkable things in improving services. Um, we've actually co-created um, a bespoke mental health training programme for neonatal staff um, with the help of a clinical psychologist. Um, this is so that we can give our staff the tools that they need to look after themselves and support parents and families. We are hopeful that in giving the staff the right support information, it will help prevent vicarious trauma and or reduce postpartum PTSD um, by targeting the events as they are happening. This then leads quite nicely on to being able to provide a neonatal reflection service co-joined with the maternity teams who provide the birth reflection service. And with everything that you're doing there, um, has that been a learning curve from your experience? Yes, um, definitely. I would say I, I now have a whole host of interests that I never did before. Um, I'm now able to make change in places that I never thought I would. Um, I now speak about my experience at um, neonatal conferences. Um, we've got a couple of programmes that are coming up for the neonatal services teams um, over the next few weeks and the next month, two of which are the bespoke training programmes that I was just talking about, one of which is a study day. 
it's opened avenues and doors that I never thought that it would. You mentioned there uh, the parent advisory group. Yes. Um, uh, what's involved with it? Uh, what's your day-to-day role? Do you is it a day-to-day role? And uh, can anyone join the uh, parent advisory group? No. So the parent advisory group was set up for families of babies that have needed neonatal care, regardless of their gestation, so preterm or term delivery, um, or the length of time that they're spent on the units. Um, at the moment, we're a group of white women mostly. Um, we have a dad in the group now, and we are all hoping to enlist more dads and become more diverse and equitable for all neonatal experiences. We all work on different projects. So the chair of the PAG, um, who was just about to go on maternity leave, um, she um, champions FICARE, um, and that is... Um, it, it encompasses everything to do with the care of your baby on the unit, as well as integrating the family as being partners in care. Um, so not the doctor or the nurse or whoever's taking care of your baby. You are a partner in your care in your baby's care. Um, so you feel like you have a place and your opinion is warranted. Um, so things like trying to attend ward rounds for family members, for medical and nursing staff to understand, to ask the parents how their child has been, how they are, how they are behaving or um, how poorly they've been overnight or if they didn't see an improvement from them um, and seeing the parents as, as being equal. And you mentioned there that you wanted, um, wanted uh, dads to get involved. Absolutely. Um, with, with your experience, because obviously your husband contracted COVID yes. at the same time, but with you uh, being in hospital mm-hmm. and obviously your son not uh, being in the neonatal unit, mm-hmm. it must have affected him as well as you as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's this, uh, you've all, as a man, you've almost got to have broad shoulders. You've almost got to take on the world. Um, it's okay to say that you're not okay. It's okay to say that you're struggling with any point of this. Um, you know, my husband received some of the worst news at home alone with no family. Not even his own mum or dad could come and comfort him. Um, being told that, you know, his newborn, well, his newborn baby being born without him even being present or in the room not even knowing what sex the the baby was because we didn't find out we wanted it to be a surprise and I wanted him to tell me that um you know kind of also he was told that our baby was intubated and ventilated and then during the night I became unwell with um acute respiratory distress syndrome um, and he received another phone call at four o'clock in the morning early hours of the morning to say um that I was gravely unwell and I'd been taken back to intensive care um and I wasn't ventilated yet, but they didn't know how that was going to go and they didn't know if I was going to become ventilated. Um, so he was alone hearing all of that information um, and he has not once really reached out to kind of give his experiences or reached out for any extra help services or support despite the amount of support that we did get afterwards. Um, And I think that's just part of that male mentality of having a stiff upper lip. And with these situations, I don't think you need to have that. You can be as open and as honest as you like. You can share your journey. You don't have to share your journey. We're hoping to diversify the PAG in terms of we'll have a core PAG that um, will be those that are actively involved in changing projects or given their experience. And then we'll have a a more wider PAG that will be of 
you know, families that want to dip in and out of the park who have got more busy life commitments. So if that's a dad that feels a little bit uncomfortable um, or, you know, a mum that feels a little bit uncomfortable in coming forward and coming into the park, please don't. Please come and speak with us. Um, we are a nice bunch um, and we can help provide as much support as we can. If there's something you want to change, um, if there's something you would like done better on the units, then approach us. Get in touch with the care coordinators, get in touch with me, I don't mind. Um, and we, we can try and drive change forward together. And it's always important to just let them know that the door's always open. Absolutely. What do you have to do as a professional nurse advocate for the Trust? Yeah, so STSFT nurses, I want to tell you that I can support you by facilitating clinical restorative supervision sessions. I want to tell you that my door is always open, as is both access to my email and phone. If you'd like any extra further support, a soundboard who's not your manager or a close working colleague, someone who understands NHS pressures, both personally and professionally. Um, it's a safe space. It's not documentable. Um, it's also confidential, uh, unless you tell me anything that means you or somebody else is unsafe, um, and then I have to follow up on that. Or I can just be there for you and signpost you to whichever services that may be needed if you need an extra help and support with your mental health, your physical health, um, and can help with your career advice. Uh, so if you'd like more information about the uh, professional nurse advocate role or PA role, um, you can contact myself or Sharon McDowell. And how did you get into that role? So it was, so it might, I, can't, I kind of have been in a career crossroads. So since I have returned back to the Trust um, after maternity leave and sick leave. Um, I haven't really known where my career direction has been going. I've been in a career crossroads. And it was an opportunity that presented itself last year um, when I was, it was just before I was due to head in the, the secondment role um, where it became available. And I was in a position where I could accept the course and take the course and move forward for it. Um, if I'm honest, in the beginning, I truly didn't know what I was undertaking. Um, but as the, you know, as I kind of got on with the course um, and progressed with it, it kind of became apparent that, you know, life paints your path, life directs your path, um, and some things come into play. And certainly a lot of work that I've done with the neonatal units and the neonatal teams um, and the professional nurse advocate course is all seemingly around our staff. It's all seemingly about how we can retain our staff, how we can support them, how we can give them the tools they need to be the best they can be. Thank you, Claire, for coming to talk to me today and discussing your own personal experience. Uh, for more information about what is happening at our, at our trust, visit uh, our website at www.stsft.nhs.uk or follow us on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram pages. We hope you have enjoyed listening to, to today's episode and hope you all tune in for the next one. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of our People podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.